Hi there. So when I started this podcast, I knew that I wanted to do some kind of practice. I had never done a podcast before. I'd never even been on one. And so I thought about the person who I talked to movies the most about. And that person was my cousin, Garrett. We talk about movies almost daily. And so I told him, I was like, hey, I need your help to record this first episode. I just want to do like a practice fake one. But it actually turned out so well and it was so much fun that we decided to turn it into a real episode. So I hope you enjoy the very first ever episode of Movie Time Capsule. It is time to talk about movies, all your favorites, all your loved ones. We will hear them and we'll cheer them. It is time for Movie Time Capsule. Today, my special guest is Garrett Cheney. He is my friend. He also happens to be my cousin. He was once a filmmaker when he was really, really young. Today, he is a financial planner, a husband, a dad among dads. He has the best laugh I've ever heard. He reads more books and watches more movies than anyone I know. Please welcome Garrett Cheney. How you doing, cousin? I'm doing great, man. How are you? I am good. Where are you today in the world? I am in West Lafayette, Indiana. Since we've all been stuck at home, do you miss going to the movies? Um, you know, not really. I don't I don't think that I do. I I miss movies coming out. I've you know, I've definitely noticed, you know, even with what's available to watch at home, there's there's just not as much available as what we're used to. So I I definitely miss that. But you know, I, I really enjoy watching movies at home uh, with just the comfort and being able to pause it if you need to or get snacks and that sort of thing. So, yeah. uh, of course, there's there's something about that experience of going to the movies. But uh, but no, I, I don't I don't think I've really missed it. Yeah, I haven't really missed it that much as I thought I would. But I you bring up a good point. Like I I miss getting excited about movies like big movies um it seems like everything that we watch now is just like oh yeah like i heard this will, this could be okay and it's not like i ever am just jacked up for a movie at home um i think the last movie i was excited about to see last summer was was top gun and i'm still like that is a movie i have to see in a theater um yeah is there something that you were like really close to seeing in theaters and then it was just like nope well, I was really excited to see Tenant, which I thankfully was able to see um, in theaters. And there were like two other people in the theater, which was awesome. Um, I was super excited for the new James Bond movie. Right. Fast and Furious 9, even though I, the last few haven't been very good. Uh, those are the only two I can think off the top of my head that I know got, got postponed. I mean, I know there are a ton that got postponed, but those were two I was looking forward to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You watch a lot of movies. How many books do you do you read a year? What did you read last year? Because I know you keep count. Typically, I read about 40 or so. But the last two years, I've read way more. Um, and last year with the pandemic, uh, I stayed home more and read more and there were less movies out. So last last year, I read 170 books, which I don't even know how that's possible. It doesn't sound possible. But but yeah, I record them. And yeah, so. I love movies, but I also love reading books. You know, typically I, I would say the books, the books are usually better, but, uh, you know, they're to two totally different experiences. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Garrett, I'm sad to say this, um, but the world is ending really soon and I need you to get together your favorite movies, movies that you love the most 
We got to put them in time capsules so that some people can watch some good movies once the world has recovered or if the aliens come back, whatever it is. Let's get your time capsule together. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. What is the first movie you remember ever watching? Um, I think I would have to say The Little Mermaid. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I remember it because I, uh, I, I, was, I was in kindergarten or first grade, and um, I was homesick. I believe it was the chicken pox, and my next-door neighbor bought it for me on VHS. And so that's, I can't remember anything prior to that, but I know that uh, that was one of the first movies I owned. <laughs> wow. That was, that's a nice neighbor. The, the other like one I really remember from a kid was Hook. I remember having Hook on VHS and really liking that. Probably around that same, same time period. It probably came out years later. But. Yeah, it's like the 94, 95, I believe. It's been a while. For some reason, I did not like Hook as a kid, and I have never gone back to to see if it's... If I, I haven't either. It. I haven't either, but um, I know that was one of my favorites. Might be worth a rewatch. All right. What is the first movie that you purchased with your own money? Fast and Furious. Oh, the, just the original. The original. Bought it at Blockbuster. I was probably 16. I know I could drive. I remember driving to see it in the theater because I remember the way I drive home. I drove home afterwards. But so you're saying that you drove home like a, a bank robber after that movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I drove home just like that after Mission Impossible 3. It was like a midnight showing. I brought five of my friends and I was moving and I had a a, a van, <laughs> a minivan and all the seats in the back were out. But I had four of my friends in the back. And I was just whipping it around corners and they were rolling in the back like, Jenny, what the hell are you doing? I love driving like a bed out of hell after an action movie. Yep. I know that you drift towards action movies more than any other genre. So what is the best action movie? Die Hard. Die Hard. The best. How come? I don't know. It's just so great. Um, you got an underdog. He's uh, got a lot of great one-liners. Um, you know, there's some good comedy, but there's, I think, just great, great action. And it's of that time period, uh, in my mind, still the best, you know, the, the, the best action movies ever made with practical effects. I don't know. I just, I just love it. Yeah. Like, Flying helicopters down Avenue of the Stars in um, in Century City. Yeah, it doesn't get much better than Die Hard for sure. Okay, if you had to give, if I gave you two action movies, what would be what would be your second to bring? I would probably pick Terminator Two. I was a big Arnold Schwarzenegger fan when I was in middle school when he was at his peak. Yes, um, and uh, I think T Two was. Pretty revolutionary with the effects that it had. And uh, that when I think of a Schwarzenegger, that's what I think of. So good. God, that movie has so many great moments. Like you've got the elevator, then you got the car chase instantly after. Then you have the uh, chase in the tunnel or the, the, the reservoir river, whatever that is. And then the helicopter chase followed by the car chase. It's like it's pretty nonstop with a solid story thrown all the way through. Yeah. And at the time, I, I saw it before I saw the first Terminator, but uh, I wish I could have experienced, you know, I think it's such a cool concept that they took 
the villain from the first movie and made him be the the hero in the second. And, you know, I didn't really get to experience what that would have been like of having this, you know, monster that you're scared of after the first movie that, you know, when you first see him, you think you assume he's the bad guy and then, it, you know, it's flipped. I think that's a cool, really cool idea. Yeah. It's, I don't know if it was ever done before that. It's kind of revolutionary, I think. All right. Uh, comedy. How often do you seek out a good comedy? Um, you know, I, I do enjoy, I do enjoy comedies quite a bit. I feel like, uh, when I think of comedies, I'm very nostalgic for when I was in middle school or high school watching stupid comedies with friends. Um, so I think my favorites go back to that time period. What's the movie that makes you laugh the most? I think I'd have to go with Borat. (laughs) Yes. So freaking funny. Oh yeah. At that time of in my life, when I saw that in theaters, I don't think I had ever ever laughed harder in a theater than when I saw that. Yeah. I can remember I was like, it was like a packed theater. I had to just like sit third row from the front, super packed. And I was just dying. And so was the entire room is, is like, it's Ed, you take Ed green, you know, just like, I was kind of like the guy that was doing live pranks and, then Borat just took it up a whole nother level. Not Ed Green, Tom Green. Yeah, the, the only other thing I can think of is I remember seeing uh, Jackass 3D in the theater and the crowd just went nuts for that. I mean, that was a really fun one, too, to see in the theater. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. uh, I mean, Borat's one that I can watch over and over and it just never gets old. I love it. What movie do you quote the most in your life? Do you quote movies with your, with your daughters, with, with Jennifer at home? You know, I, I don't, I feel like I don't do it as nearly as much as I did, you know, back in high school or college. Um, if there was a movie I've quoted the most, not recently, but ever would probably be Billy Madison. That yeah. was one that my buddy and I watched all the time, you know, back in seventh or eighth grade. Um, and probably some in high school too, but, uh, I feel like it had a lot of good quotable lines. Stop staring at me, Swan. <laughs> yeah. Whenever my cat is staring at me and like doing nothing, I'm like, I, I give her that line. I'm like, what are you doing? Stop it. I used to have uh, the sound effect of him yelling goo as, as my text message, but that got old really fast. Oh yeah. I remember that now. <laughs> so good uh what's a movie that you watched when you were young and while you were watching it you thought to yourself i am not old enough to be watching this movie it was one of the indiana jones movies i don't know which one but uh i was definitely not old enough to be to be watching that i'm guessing temple of doom when the guy gets his chest or he gets his heart pulled out of his chest (laughs) Yeah, well, what, what's the one where the the guy drinks from uh, the the chalice or the goblet or whatever, and he you know basically becomes a mummy or a skeleton? skeleton. Uh, that's the third one. The Last Crusade. The Last Crusade. Yeah. Oh yeah, that is freaky good. Yeah, I was I was too young. <laughs> the the other movie I can think of that really scared me was Jaws. I remember like. Even in a swimming pool, I was scared to be in water after watching Jaws. And I don't, I don't really? know what I was, but for a few years after watching that, I was, I was scared no matter where I was in water. Wow. Did your parents show you that or wh- where did you see it? I don't remember. I, I have no clue how old I was. Um, it would have been 
middle school or earlier. I don't, I don't think I would have had that response in high school. I don't, I don't remember though. Yeah. It's probably on TBS. I feel like TBS Superstation back in the day used to play that like every weekend. (laughs) Okay. So what is the movie that has scared you the most? There's been a couple recently that I had to turn off and then finish it in the daylight the following day. The two I can think of would be the Blair Witch Project. Yeah. Um, and then the other one would be Sinister. Um, both of those I had to, I had to turn off because I, I was getting too freaked out and finish them the next day. The thing that creeped me out the most at that was there was, he was watching footage that was recorded on a tape and it just, it just looked so realistic um, of a person like walking through someone's house and people were tied up. And I just, I, for whatever reason, I, I watch a lot of horror movies and they usually don't affect me. But if I watch like true crime stuff, that, that stuff scares me more than, than most horror movies. Like if I know that it's real, like that really just really freaks me out. Um, yeah. I'm the same way. Blair Witch, I think is my number two. And then I know paranormal activity is not obviously real, but it look, it, there's just so many times where the camera's just running for these long, long takes and it, it feels so real and you have no idea what's going to happen. I actually watched the final scene from Paranormal Activity 1 recently and the girl gets up, gets up out of bed in the final scene. The husband's sleeping next to her. She gets up, goes downstairs or off camera, you can't see her. And then she just unleashes this cry. She's just yelling and crying at the same time. And it... it freaking gave me giant goosebumps it was just so freaking it felt like it was real you're watching someone go insane or be possessed (laughs) okay keeping with high emotions what is the movie that has made you cry the most or i don't know if you ever cry man that's a tough one i i feel like i i tear up easy i don't maybe full-on cry but i feel like a lot of times I'll, i'll start to tear up a bit um you're you're a stone cold bastard. There's a couple I can think of recently that have made me made me cry would be um, Instant Family and About Time are the only two I can think of recently. Those both got me. I know the scene you're referring to in About Time because uh, it involves the dad, right? Yeah. When he's playing his last ping pong with the dads. Spoiler. Oops. Uh, what's the scene though in Insta Family? I watched that recently. I don't, I can't think of the moment. You know, I don't remember the ex- exact scene. Um, I just thought it was such a good movie and it was just so cool. I mean, I, I don't know. My heart just really goes out for kids in foster care and um, I don't know, just a very heartfelt movie. I don't, I, like I said, I don't remember what scene, but I know there was, there was one point that I, uh, that I teared up. You had liquid tears coming down your face. Maybe one or two. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg gets Garrett crying. <laughs> what movie have you rewatched the most in your life? I don't rewatch movies a lot. Um, I don't enjoy doing that. Um, I would say it's got to be a movie that I watched in high school because I would, I would do that more often back then. So I would say it's got to either be Billy Madison or Dirty Work. <laughs> I watched both of those a bunch with my best friend back in high school, middle school. And what, and what is about those that makes them so rewatchable? You know, I think, I think comedies to me are the most rewatchable, um, you know, especially 
movies with a big twist, you, it's not as good the second time around. And so I don't think, um, you know, action or suspense or, or as good, but comedy, I think, you know, just those quotable lines, um, they don't get old. They're, they're funny time and time again. And so to me, anyway, I think comedies are much more rewatchable than, than any other type of movie. Oh man. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen dirty work. I mean, I know what it's about and who's in it, but I don't think I've ever seen it. I've seen the, probably the best scene on, you know, YouTube or whatever. Next time we're together, we go, we got to watch dirty work. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen it, but good. Don't don't save it for me. We'll watch it again. <laughs> okay, um, let's change it up to documentaries for a second. Do you do you watch documentaries much? Yeah, I love documentaries. Well, what's the one that after you saw it, it you know really got a hold of you and either changed the way that you think or changed the way you, you actually act or you know go through go through life i can't think of any that have affected me to that level typically when i think of my favorite documentaries the ones that come to mind would be imposter or catfish or tickled or just these these documentaries that just have a crazy twist that you don't see coming and it just seems impossible that this could be a true story like it just seems so insane yeah. Um, and all three of those, I think just really, I did not see the left turn coming of where it went and it just, it just didn't seem, seem possible. Um, so those are, those are ones that I really enjoy when it just completely catches me by surprise. Yeah. Shows you that anything is really possible in this freaking crazy world. I don't know if you, if you count, don't F with cats since that was, you know, multiple parts. I don't know if does that count as a documentary, but that, that one really, I really enjoyed and was surprised by a very similar kind of thing to the others I was mentioning. I didn't end up watching that because, you know, I am a cat lover and I didn't know if I could take a movie about that topic. And I don't know, like clips, I think they show parts of the clips or like, you know, the running up to the actual things that this kid does. They do. Yeah. Yeah. That's just not something I need in my brain. Yep. Uh, well, speaking of messed up crazy things you um have read just about every stephen king book or all of them where are you at right now i believe i've read them all all of them okay well then you are the expert on what would be the best stephen king adaptation of one of his stories i think i'd have to go with the shawshank redemption i don't think that's one of his best stories but i think the movie is great and captures the story uh, very well. You know, I, I think um, The Shining is kind of controversial. I, I'm not a huge fan of it, but uh, I really enjoyed The Mist as well. Love The Mist. I probably have to go with Shawshank, okay. which, isn't, which isn't your typical, you know, it's not even really, it's not even a horror movie, but uh, that's what I would have to pick. Okay. And that's, that's based on a short story, right? Which, I mean, how long is that? Story. It's based on a novella. Yeah. So it's, it's from the book called four seasons, I believe where there's four, four novellas, you know, most of his short stories, if he has a short story collection, there's like 15 maybe. And so it's a little bit longer. The mist was also a novella, I believe. What's great about the mist is that the ending is just 
totally brand new from the book and you it's it has everything from the book that you probably want to have except you get to have the surprise ending that you don't get to see coming which is awesome yeah i love that um and i like i like i like king's um his his opinion on his adaptations like he he doesn't really care how filmmakers change it he likes to see them take his idea and change it a bit and go in a different direction and I think that does make it more interesting, especially if you've already read the book. You don't want to see exactly the same thing word for word. So I, I thought that ending was great. Definitely. What's a movie that you loved when you were a kid, but you've watched it again as an adult and it does not hold up to your old memory? Space Jam. <laughs> oh, no. I was so excited for that movie to come out in 1996 or whenever it was when I was in middle school and I was obsessed with basketball and i loved looney tunes still and uh man i watched that with my kids a couple years ago and i could not believe how bad it was (laughs) is it the acting or is it like the special effects because i have not seen it for many years i think it's mostly just the story it's just a terrible story and uh man i can't imagine how terrible that experience was for jordan because like half the movie is just him in a green screen you know with these animated characters, I'm sure that was terrible for him. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just awful. <laughs> well, thank God he at least had Bill Murray and uh, Wayne Knight for a few scenes. <laughs> yeah, I had totally forgot Bill Murray was in it. And so I enjoyed, I enjoyed seeing him uh, the second time around because I completely forgot he was in it. Yeah, small part there. It's mostly, what, at the end, I think? Yeah, I don't think he's in it very much. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, that is a great springboard to my next movie, which is what is the movie that you are, or maybe were most excited to share with your kids? Cause I know you have, you've got two little daughters, man. If I don't know if I could pick just one, I think, um, the ones that I have shared so far would be earnest movies. I was a huge earnest fan and, uh, you know, there's a bunch of earnest movies. And so they've seen a few of them. They haven't really liked any of them, unfortunately. Um, my favorite, my favorite was Ernest Scared Stupid, and it's still too scary for them. Um, oh, I also yeah. cannot wait to watch Gremlins with them. That's one I, I haven't watched since I was a kid, but I really want to watch it with them. But I think uh, they're still too young. Um, but I was really hopeful that they would, they would like Ernest, and unfortunately, they don't. <laughs> oh, I'm sadly not surprised by that. I mean, that freaking... Ernest scared stupid like that monster thing. It's all like oozy and gooey with a giant nose, right? Yeah. Yep. That thing is freaky deaky. What's really interesting about that. I just found this out recently. They, they took the clowns from killer clowns from outer space and remade them into trolls. And if you look at them, you can tell they look like the almost exact same shape as the clowns. Um, but I never knew that as a kid. Uh, oh, but yeah, no they, way. They were scary. They were, I, I was scared as a kid when I first saw it. Yeah, it's it's borderline. You need to be a teenager to see that movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, um, a lot of people don't love Ernest, but what is what is a movie that most of the world hates, but you don't care? You freaking love it, anyways. That's a hard one. I don't know that most people hate. I mean, I like a lot of bad movies, but I don't know if I can't know. I can't think of one that particularly people hate. Um, I was really hoping you were going to say Condor Man. <laughs> uh, 
you and I both have a love for Condor Man, and that's one that uh, I did show to friends after college, and they all they all said it was terrible, and uh, I I thought it held up when I when I was watching it at 25 years old. I thought it was so great, but uh, none of them did. Um, so I don't know if that's one that most people would hate, but I guess that would probably be that would probably be the one that. I still enjoy. It's still kicking. I think it's still got legs. I showed it to Jessica um, not too long ago and she hated it, but I was just like, I don't know what you're talking about. It's still, it's still good. <laughs> you got the freaking boat chase. You got the carb morphine scene. Oh man, with those, those black Porsches driving formation. I mean, there's so many good scenes and, and yeah, like his, his car coming out from under the old gypsy wagon. And um, yeah, there's so many great scenes in that movie. And probably what's the most underrated thing about that movie is it has an awesome soundtrack that has probably, you know, never seen the light of day by many soundtrack lovers. Yeah, that's right. It's it's one of my favorite themes anyways. Okay. What is the sexiest movie of all time? Man, I don't know. Sexiest. Um, Shoot him up. (laughs) Oh, okay. Okay. I'm not mad at that. <laughs> it's got a pretty intense sex scene in it. I mean, I was just talking about the, the choreography of the guns. That's what I was thinking. I'm just like all of the bullet bending scenes. And well, there's, there's one scene where they're in the middle of uh, getting it on and they just start shooting people and rolling around the floor. Oh, they're still going at it. I think if I remember correctly. Oh, that's right. Monica Bell- Bellucci. Sounds right. The, um, Yes, very hot woman from Matrix 2. Wow. I forgot about how good that movie was. No one really talks about that movie, but it's got amazing action choreography and probably a great sex scene now that you bring it up. I should rewatch that. I think I've only seen it the one time, but I I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, you should definitely check it. And it's got some great, if you can find the behind the scenes for it too, the director does a lot of commentary and um, he shows you how he got the movie made and how he sold it. Anyways, let's keep going. Time capsule is almost full. What would you choose as the movie that would sum up the good of humanity? Two that come to mind would be It's a Wonderful Life and Hacksaw Ridge. Oh, I like both of those. Both of those are movies that really impacted me emotionally that that uh, I think really kind of leave you feeling good about humanity. That freaking ending to it's a wonderful life that will get me choked up every single time. Yeah. yeah. I was surprised the first time I saw it. I, I, and that's one that I just saw for the first time, just a few years ago, probably. And it, I was surprised at how much I enjoyed it and I got choked up as well. What, what is it about Hacksaw Ridge? I know like, it's a totally underrated movie. I don't think a lot of people have seen it. What, what's so moving about that man who was, what was, what was his title in that movie? He was, um, a conscientious objector. Right. Right. Which meant he felt, you know, he, he didn't, he did not believe it was right to, to murder someone else. And so he refused to carry a weapon, but he didn't, uh, refused like he didn't he didn't try to avoid going to war he said i'll go i just won't carry a gun and they did none of them wanted them none of them wanted him there and uh he ended up saving like 75 people and he was so brave he just kept he kept saying i just got to save one more person and he would you know crawl uh through an enemy fire to try to 
pull these injured men out just to save them. And he just kept going and kept going all night long. And it was just, just so powerful. It was just, it was just unbelievable. And it's a true story. Um, right. I think the guy's name was Desmond Dawes. And uh, there's a, there's a documentary we, I, we watched too about, about him. Um, but it's just, it's just a, just an incredible story about a man that was just incredibly brave and incredibly selfless that put himself in danger to, to save other people. Yeah. It's an excellent film. I wish more people uh, would uh, see it. Okay. But if you have to choose one to send out to the aliens so that they know what the world here on earth is like, which one are you going to choose? I guess I'll go with it's a wonderful life. That's the heart warmer. Yep. (laughs) Let's move on to, um, what is the movie that means the most to you? Not because of the quality of the film, but because of the experience that revolved around seeing it and that uh, because of it, you'll remember it forever. Good question. Um, I think I would probably go back to Billy Madison or Dirty Work again. Just, just, I just have such good nostalgic memories of watching those movies over and over with my best friend, you know, having sleepovers and, you know, mm-hmm. that before you have any responsibilities in life. and. I just have really great memories of of watching those movies with him. Well put. I like that. I have a similar experience with Happy Gilmore. Like that was our Adam Sandler movie that we, you know, fourth to sixth grade, I think like, you know, sleepover, whatever late night, like that's the movie that's coming on. Yep. I guess we just want to laugh when we're kids and then we laugh about adult stuff. (laughs) So we can feel a little older, maybe. All right. Here's the big enchilada. The world's coming to an end. You've got to get yourself down into your bunker that you've made. And you've got time to grab one movie or download one movie just in time on iTunes. You've got one to watch for years, maybe, in your bunker. What's the one movie you're going to bring with you? Just one? Just the one. Oh, man. Um, Jurassic Park, maybe? All right, yeah. Jeff Goldblum, come on. It's not a comedy, but I feel like it's rewatchable and it's it's just so suspenseful, so great. Yes. And it's got one of the best scores ever. Yeah, it's a great it's a really great movie. I like that a lot. It's yeah. I mean, it's got comedy. It's obviously got suspense and it's I think it's, you know, almost pure escapism. You're just transported to another world that's not too far off from reality. Yeah. All right, Garrett, that is going to do it for your time capsule. We're going to close the capsule, but first I need you to make a sound effect of the capsule closing because this is a no-budget show. I need you to help me with the special effects. (laughs) Perfect. Okay, Garrett, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. And thank you to Brett Goldstein for inspiring me to do this show. If you like this podcast, you'll probably like his podcast. It's called Films to be Buried With. And uh, finally, thank you to um, everyone listening. I hope it encourages you to check out some new movies or revisit some old ones. And uh, Garrett, thank you so much. And when you gotta go, you gotta go.